With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to Speak Family. It's a huge NFL Wednesday, and I mean huge, because first off, we got to talk about the greatest of all time. That's Tom Brady. But how worried should we be? He's 2-2, two and two, and the bar is high for him. It's Super Bowl or bust. But speaking of quarterbacks in the Super Bowl, Matthew Stafford, struggling. Russell Wilson, struggling. We are going to give you our panic meter for all these quarterbacks. And speaking of quarterback, how about a quarterback switch? Mike Tomlin making a decision that might cause us to question him for the very first time in his career. This is Speak. Y'all know what it is. That's Dave Hellman, NFL insider, the one and only Joy Taylor, and my dog, Shady McCoy, Eagles all-time leading rusher. Speaking of the Eagles, let's get right to it. Now, you all should feel honored, America, because the Cowboys, America's team, the Eagles, the best team in the NFL, That's and right. you've got the Eagles' all-time leading rusher here. You have a person that covered the Cowboys for the last 10 years. So when you talk about any of these topics, there truly is no greater show to discuss the topics than the show speak right here, right now. So let's get into it. One team is 4-0. That's the Philadelphia Eagles. Another team is 3-1. That's the Dallas Cowboys. But the 3-1 team has started a backup quarterback the last three games. Undefeated with the backup quarterback, Eagles undefeated with the starting quarterback. Two incredibly impressive starts to the season all things considered shady you love the eagles you bled for the eagles the leading rusher for the eagles 15,000 yards who's had a more impressive start to the season is it the cowboys at three and one with cooper rush you're a guy cooper rush good player or qb1 is it the eagles it's obviously the eagles are you serious the philadelphia eagles baby when you when you watch the eagles we're electrifying on offense on defense you talk about putting this team together we know what it would look like I was part of a team we put together. They call it the dream team, mm -hmm. right? You had Nambi Asamoah, yes, you sir. had Asante Samuels, uh, DRC, yep. you had myself, Deshaun Jackson, Michael Vick, backups, Vince Young. We had an all-star team, right? And we, we wasn't no uh, undefeated team. 4-12, and 12, I believe. Come on, 4-12. and 12. But the Philadelphia Eagles, they're not that. They're a superstar team, and they're getting it done for no. Now, that's very impressive. Very impressive. Very dude. impressive, brother. And I'm looking at you. Shady wants me to argue with that's him, right. but I agree. I, I agree. You agree? Yes, I do. How and oh, why? I thought the Philadelphia Eagles would be a good team. I thought they would be in the mix. I thought they had a chance to get into the playoffs like they did last year, where they got dog-walked. I thought, I thought that was kind of what we were talking about. They look like one of the best two or three teams in the league, and they can ha you can make the case that they are the best team in the NFC right now. Honestly, it's not even hard to make that case. I don't know that I saw this degree of success coming. And it's a long season. Like, there's going to be bumps in the road. I didn't see 4-0 coming. I didn't see Jalen Hurts looking like an NFL MVP candidate. That's right. He That's does. Right. I, like, right. I, I got to call it like I Your see it. Your eyes work. Okay. I th it, it's more impressive just because – I don't know that I, I thought the Eagles could reach these types of heights. And that sounds kind of silly because it's only four games. But I expect this team to be in the mix among the top two, three teams right. in the NFC based on what we've seen so far. Joy, talk to me. More impressive. I don't know what just happened to my pen. Dave, that I, I think a lot. That's live TV. That meant a lot. You did it for you, Shade. More impressive Cowboys or Eagles? The Eagles. Undefeated. Never lost. 
Yeah. I'm not going to give <laughs> more credit to overachieving than I am to actually achieving. Right. The Eagles are 4-0. That's a good line. We have to acknowledge that they've had four games like everybody else, and they have won all of them. Are there other teams that have been impressive? Sure. Is what the Cowboys have has done impressive without their starting quarterback? Sure. But the Eagles are the ones winning the games. So I have to give credit to them being undefeated at this point. We're picking, looking for things and holes and, and, and worrying about all these different teams. We're looking for reasons that the Eagles will struggle with. <laughs> right, and they haven't, they haven't done it yet. But, Shady, you say hate. There's a difference in my mind between hate and analysis. Hate is when you see something and you just go and jock on their side. We go. Analysis is trying to really be like, you know what? What are some of the potholes that might be in the ground? And you know Philadelphia got potholes. What are some of the potholes that might be in the ground that I can't even see? Let me ask you this. Are you more impressed by Jalen Hurts being undefeated? Or are you more impressed by undrafted 2017 quarterback Cooper Rush being undefeated. Let me change the mm, question a little bit for you one. and talk about both your love. Okay, and I, I, I'll give a little love <laughs> to the Cowboys. I got to go with Cooper Rush. I know Jalen had it in him, right? Mm -hmm. We see him have some success in college. We seen a couple games last year he had some success in the NFL, beat some pretty good teams. I got to go with, with Cooper Rush because when, 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 when Dak Prescott got hurt, everybody's like, oh, my God, we got to get a quarterback. Yeah, Let's true. call San Fran. Is Jimmy G available? No, and I was the guy that said, give him a shot, give him a chance. The same way you gave Dak a chance with Tony Romo, give, give Cooper Rush a chance, and he's doing everything with his chance. Now, Dave, how are you not marveling over what Cooper Rush has done even more so than what Jalen Hurts has done? If somebody were to tell you, America, you, Joy, you, Dave, that the Eagles would be undefeated playing the Detroit Lions, who had the top pick last year, the Jacksonville Jags, who had another top pick last oh, year, man. the Commanders with... Uh, it's the NFL, Carson brother. It's Wentz. the NFL it now. It absolutely is. Okay. But I was a different player than you when we both played in the NFL, so <laughs> let's not act like everything's legal in the NFL. you significantly better than your boy. Um, or whoever else the Eagles played. Or looking at the <laughs> Dallas Cowboys, <laughs> would you not... <laughs> I, I truly don't know. Giants. Forget them. Forget them. Would you not say, like, yo, you know what? Vikings. Would you not say, yo, you know what? What the Cowboys have done is actually just as, if not more impressive, given who they've done it with. Two thoughts. One, and I, I can't let this go until we see something else. The Cowboys trotted out there in week one with the team that they wanted to field. Well, forget Cooper Rush for a second. They had Dak for 55 minutes. That was the team that they went into the season with, like, we got it. <laughs> they got dog-walked. They had the worst week one of the entire NFL. They looked... Like chumps, and I, I can't, I can't let that go completely from my mind. Especially again when you consider two of these three wins are against the Giants and the Commanders. Mm -hmm. Come on now, and and on top of that, and then I think your your expectations change a little bit, right? Cooper Rush has been phenomenal. It's one of the stories of the season so far. Your expectations change though if the Cowboys were 20th in offense, 22nd in passing offense, scoring 20 to 23 points a game. If they were doing that with Dak Prescott, you're saying. Ooh, why did they give Dak all this money? But since it's Cooper Rush, you're like, this is awesome. Good These point. guys are great. A good point. So it's very impressive. It's not as impressive to me as undefeated top three offense in the league, top three efficiency at everything, first in the league in sacks. Like, the Eagles are just doing everything great right now. You can't argue with that. Joy, get in on that one. Why is it impressive that Dallas has beaten Washington and it's not impressive that the Eagles have beaten Washington? Talk to him, Joy. Talk it's to him. not. 
For me, Talk the most, to him, for me, I'll say this. The most impressive win in the NFC thus far, in my mind, Cowboys beating the Bengals. That is the most Why? impressive win. Because the Bengals were coming off a Super Bowl. The Bengals, was, the Bengals beat a Dolphins team without Tua and the Jets right. so far this season. The, but the Bengals were coming. The Super Bowl effect. You though, said yeah. why. Coming off of a Super Bowl, coming off of a week one loss. Loss to the Steelers. So they're going to be hungrier. You know, Four or five picks, something like that. Agreed. But that, to me, makes it harder to beat them because that week of practice was going I'm to be terrible. I'm not saying that it's that, – that, listen, a win is a win, okay? Right. And, that, and that's where we are at this point in the season. When we get further into the season and we can really see who's actually really in the playoff hunt and who's dealing with injuries that they're not going to be able to come back from and what, what's really going to start affecting the postseason, then we can probably examine that closer. But with four games in, this is who – this isn't – SEC football. You have to play who's on your schedule. And that is a division win for the Cowboys. It is a division win for the Eagles. So it, how is it more important for the Cowboys than it is for the Eagles? Wouldn't you, and, I, they, and they beat them more convincingly. That, to me, that's not what I'm saying. The, the Eagles beating the Commanders, the Cowboys beating the Commanders, same thing. What I'm saying is the Eagles had the Cowboys win over the Bengals is more impressive to me. I look at the Cowboys. They did not have Michael Gallup. Yep. The Cowboys have not had Tyron Smith. The Cowboys do not have a left guard because that left guard got hurt. I look at the Eagles. Are your Eagles? AJ Brown been out there. Devontae Smith been out right. there. Miles Sanders been out there. Dallas Goddard been out there. Jason Kelsey been out there. Mylotta had been out there. Darius Slay had been out there. The Eagles had their roster fully loaded. But the Eagles are also <clears throat> putting up great performances. Like, uh, yes. like that's true. We talk that's a lot about true. Cooper Rush, but his actual numbers are not that impressive. Now, the defense's numbers have been impressive. Again, what's impressive about Cooper Rush is that he's not making the mistakes that most backup quarterbacks make that put them behind, and then they have to win in spite of the backup quarterback. And he deserves credit for that. But the Eagles going out and winning these games and in the fashion in which they are winning is more impressive than, to Dave's point, a Dallas team who got wiped in, the, in week one, who still has that same roster and is doing this with a backup quarterback against a – the Giants and the Commanders. Then Shady, let's, don't think let's get to the nitty-gritty. Let's get to the real nitty-gritty of it all. If the Cowboys were to play the Eagles this week, and by the way, they play in each other next week. Right. If the Cowboys were to play the Eagles this week, how much confidence do you have? I know you're a betting man. I ain't going to put your business on Front Street. But how much confidence do you have that your Eagles would just walk all over the Cowboys? Dave, I'm going to come to you next, so get um, your thoughts ready. Walk over the Cowboys. Mm. I think we all would agree that the Eagles probably win that game. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Dallas guy says yes. Yes. Dallas yes. guy says yes. So, uh, so the answer question, this is an easy one for me. Yes. I think we will dominate them. We've been dominating everybody. So I didn't want to chime in a little bit, but since you asked me, I got to talk about it. <laughs> when you watch football, mm -hmm. I don't want to look at, like, the, the, the teams, right? Because the NFL, we're all professionals, right? Now, granted, some teams are better than others, but it's how you beat on them, though. If you dominate them up front, which we've been doing, if you pass the ball well, which we've been doing, running the ball well, on defense getting sacks, turnovers, like, that's dominating football. And that matters most. I guess call me Nick Saban then, because maybe Nick I'm just not pleased. It's NFL, NFL. You know what I'm saying? In the mindset of maybe <laughs> I'm just not pleased with victory. Because I don't look at a 38-35 to 35 win over the Lions as dominated. You watched that game? You watched that game, right? Yep. They didn't get dominated? The we, defense, we, we both, both got we dominated. Dom we dominated them. We dominated them, and then they came back late in the game. They did. And in football, yeah. the hardest thing in football, we all know this, is we have a big lead to maintain it. 
because now the playbook is gone. Now it's like, okay, let's run the ball. And the Lions the have been putting up those numbers against offensive Everybody. numbers against everybody. Correct. Come on but, now. But you can't say it's domination if somebody puts up 35 on you. That's what I'm getting that, to. You, like, you have to account no way, for garbage for, time numbers. It's a three-score game in the second you, half. You have, Thank you. That's you all I'm asking. You have to account for garbage time numbers. There was no I, chance. I'm just Detroit saying, I've never had a defensive coordinator been like, hey, it's all good. They yeah, gave up the 35 in garbage time. the defensive coordinator wants to put foots on necks, and that's understandable. And most teams, when you're up by a big league, what do you do? You play soft. Of course. You I'll play soft. I'll give you that. Soft um, um, vanilla running plays, get the, run the clock, defense, Basically no mistakes, defenses. don't let nobody beat you deep. You know these things. But then on. they beat the Vikings 24 to 7. That was domination. Okay. That was, <laughs> that was domination. Washington 24 to 8. And we know what happened in the Jacksonville game as they well, despite that. They haven't really had to well. sweat a game yet. Yeah. They haven't so really been. Our, whose fault is that? No, I'm no, no, complimenting. No, no. Oh, okay, okay. I, just, I appreciate Shady over here. Like, I was like, yes, I think Dallas would lose that game. And he's like, they would dominate. I'm like, I didn't go as far as dominating. Yeah, That's I, harsh. And I don't need That's them. We're not on the same wait, page. Wait, wait, let me, let me, let me pause. Cow, uh, Eagles haven't had to sweat a game yet. Yeah. I believe Joy gave us a stat yesterday. Since Cooper Rush has come in. Yes, she did. They have only been trailing by five and a half minutes, yep. if I'm not mistaken. And what, three points? Was they, it three they, points? They trailed for 11 minutes in the, in the last three games total. 11 minutes in the last three games. Total. So Cooper Rush and the Cowboys haven't had to sweat yet. Okay. Yeah, but that's we, because of the defense. Sure. I'm so, not saying, I'm not I, saying I, who or what it's not because of it. I got to take a little the, issue. But, but they did not dominate. Any of those games that you can't compare what the Eagles have done against their opponents to what the Cowboys have done in the last point. three games. So I, would I would argue that the Cowboys they dominated the Commanders. It was never more than seven points that they were down. You wouldn't say they dominated the Commanders? Like Carson Wentz was like running for his life. No, they... The defense did. I'm saying we're talking about with the Eagles as a whole team performance. Right. We're talking about the offensive side of the ball and the okay. defensive I side of the ball. I can see that. I can get on board with better that. see. That. I just can't because I, I I can't because I look at it as a collective. Like to me, the Cowboys were in control of the entire Bengals game. The Cowboys were in okay. control of the yeah, entire. I, I can't let that slide though. They, they it was a walk off field goal. They won the game on the last play. Yeah. Otherwise, it goes to overtime. Like that is sweating. That is the death. Mike McCarthy sitting there on the sideline, like, oh my god, I hope this goes in. Like that is sweating. That is the definition of it. I don't, if I'm not mistaken, mm. were the Cowboys ever trailing? No, no, but they almost gave up a 17-3 lead to the Bengals. But not trailing and dominating are two different things. They were only ever down by seven points. That, it, it, they were down for 11 minutes by seven points. That's not the same thing as what's been going on with the Eagles on the offensive side of the ball. The Eagles have dominating offensive statistics so far this year. I love the Joel's Dallas Cowboys right do not. I love your vibe right now. But, I'm, but it sounds like I'm... I'm down on the Cowboys and I'm not. I'm just saying they're, they're on two different levels, levels. here. Yeah. And, and I wouldn't go as far as to say that the Eagles would dominate the Cowboys because the defense for the Cowboys has been so great so far this yeah. season. But I don't need them to either because right. it's a division game yeah, that right. the Eagles usually lose. Are they on two different levels? They do. Levels? Shady, Shady. The last, what, two years? Yeah. That's that's we two had, years that's worth of results. I mean, we didn't have a quarterback. We had a young quarterback. Sweat. Okay, I'm now, now, he's a rock. now he's a rock. Sweat now he's a rock. Now he's a rock. I'm picking the Eagles oh, to right, win. Well, let's, let's, listen, let's watch that talk about my birds, and we good. <laughs> or, because, again, points. say what you will, I try to be as objective as possible, regardless of who cut me my checks. Eagles fans, <laughs> be mad all you want. I just try to be objective. Are the Eagles and Cowboys, Dave, I'm coming to you for this, are they in two different brackets? I fervently do not believe so. When I turn on the tape, I do not believe that the Eagles and Cowboys are in that vastly different of brackets. Mm. Clearly, the quarterback play is different, but I do not think that the Eagles and the Cowboys are just in completely different tax brackets. Where do you stand? 
I, th I think this Dallas defense has some really special potential, and I think that is what makes me think that they're not. Like, if they, if they were leakier, I mean, they haven't given up 20 points yet in a game. That is rarefied air. I don't care who you're playing. This is the NFL, like we keep yeah. saying. So that defense is what makes me think that it's close, and that's like, I, I wish we, honestly, I wish we could skip Cowboys-Rams. I don't even care. <laughs> I want to watch Cowboys-Eagles. I want to see how Jalen Hurts does against that group. I want to see if Dak can play, because I don't think he's going to play this week. It's going to be fantastic. I don't think, I, I, I think it's close. I give the nod to the Eagles right now, but I can't wait to watch I'll that be game. at the game, so I'll let you know what's going on. All right. If you're going, I'm going. Let's go. Let's do it. All right. Ah, are we? Do we just I don't know. Are we I don't know. We're going to go together. Group trip? Yeah, no. That's... Yeah, that's him getting him. That's him getting Philadelphia's not the play with, baby. Yo, from Philly to Tampa, what in the world is going on with the Bucks? They've lost two in a row, y'all, but... Is it time? No, it is time to worry about Tom Brady, but just how worried should you be? We'll tell you why next on Joy, I love you. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome back to Speak, family. Now, things have not at all been going well for Baker Mayfield, one of the most galvanizing names in all of sports. However, after the loss on Sunday, he had to say some things and get some things off his chest. Hey, Baker, speak up, yo. If you have a drill for me, you can let me know. Of course, I'll give you any suggestions. I mean, it, it's, it's like staying in the pocket. It's finding windows to throw, getting their hands down. It's the same things I keep saying. So, Shady, Baker had five batted balls, and he going to tell the reporter, if you got a drill for me, let me know after the reporter brings it to attention that he had five passes batted down. What you think about the talk back? Uh, I mean, he's probably frustrated. Listen, as reporters, they talk and they ask you questions. If I'm not playing well, I'm fumbling, I'm missing reads, I'm pissed. And you ask me about it? Yes. I'm going to say, what, well, do you have any running back drills? If you don't have any, don't say, don't say nothing to me about it. See, I don't like the passive aggressiveness, though, Joy. Where you stand? That's who Baker is. Baker's smarter than everybody. <laughs> Amy, what are you, one of three? Anyway, this isn't new. This is what he does. This is what he did in Cleveland, fighting with the local reporters, the only people that have your back, by the way, because ain't nobody else talking good about Carolina right Boy, now. what was the moment that you were done with Baker? I still have a small affinity for him. What was the oh, decisive moment I sold all my stock. I had to sell super low. Um, honestly, when he told Mary Kay Cabot she was making stuff up to put food on the table, I was like, all right. Wow. She's been covering that team longer than you've been breathing air on this earth. Thank you. And, and she wasn't lying either. It was all true. So don't, you can't fight with local reporters, especially when you're, when you're playing the way you are. Like, this is a team that has been struggling. And you came in and you did what since Sam, you replaced Sam Donald? Nothing. Dave, so a, I don't get it. It's nerve, it's audacity reporter. for me, personally. It's the yes, audacity. Yes, no, Joy, speak, like, just say all these nice things about local reporters. That, it's true, though, because no. this, is, this is what you do. Like, you cover that team. Year in, year out, you live there. You, yes. you, ha you have to defend them sometimes when you don't want to. Like, that's a hard job to but do. But some local reporters are, I don't even know if I can say the word, they're pricks. No, they're some, like 
Summer. Summer. I'm not saying everybody is a teddy bear, but I'm saying if you want to say somebody's lying on you to put food on the table, table, they better be lying. There are hacks in every market, but this is what I always like want to talk to players about. I'm like, you know how much better and more fun my job is when you're good? You think I want to ask you about why you scored 16 points to the Cardinals looking like the worst team in the league? They were the worst team in my power rankings on Fox this week. Like, I don't take pleasure in doing this stuff, but, like, it's not my fault that I got to ask the question. Five balls batted at the line of scrimmage? Come on, man. If I don't ask, then I look like a hack. So what do you want me to yeah, do? Yeah, what did he even ask him? Has, has Coach made any suggestions? Where's the wins? I want to know where those are. Joy <laughs> uh, has a lot to get off her chest. Uh, we'll do that later. Because right now we got to talk about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tom Brady, 2-2. Two and two, Lost his last two. It's not going well. They got the Falcons Sunday on Fox. And Tom Brady got to continue to earn and keep that crazy greatest of all time status. Hasn't lost three games in a row since 2002. Shady, I got to get some things off my chest. If nobody else is going to say it, then I'm going to say it. Uh-oh. I'm worried about Tom Brady. Why? Because Tom Brady, what you still doing it for? We know what he's still doing it for, to win a Super Bowl. We know what else he's still doing it for, to be an MVP. But it does not appear that he is going to have an MVP caliber season just because of the decimation on the offensive line. And Super Bowl, even to me, though they have two losses and I guess are third in the NFC right now just based upon the average play in the NFC, even the Super Bowl looks far-fetched because of how much better the AFC teams look right now. So what in the world is Tom Brady still doing it for? And more importantly, is he going to achieve what he's still doing it for? I think about the GOATs in any sport. If you overstay your welcome, it never goes as planned. We think about Michael Jordan with the Bulls, but there was Michael Jordan with the Wizards. Mm -hmm. We think about Kareem in his last days with the Lakers, but his last days with the Lakers, he had 50% less points per game than he had during his heyday. You think about Jerry Rice, ended his career with the Seahawks? Not the Niners, not even the Raiders. You think about Emmitt Smith, a Cardinals? Emmitt Smith, the Arizona Cardinals? Dallas Cowboys, Emmitt Smith? If you continue to overstay your welcome, it will not go well for you. 2020 made all the sense to retire. If you didn't want to retire in 2020, then 2021, it was all good. They sold your ball. The last one that got intercepted, $500,000, and then you want to come back. I'm just worried because it seems as though it might be all for naught, and that just devastates me as a fan of Tom Brady. But, Joy, where do you stand with the greatest player to ever play the game? Look, I made a personal decision after he had that comeback win against the Atlanta Falcons down 28 to 3 that I was just going to enjoy Tom Brady, whatever version he was going to give us for as long as he was going to give it to us. I've spent most of my adult life rooting against Tom Brady to my own peril. So I, I was like, I'm watching the best player to ever play the game right now. Like, this is what I'm watching. I am watching the greatest quarterback, the greatest football player ever in this game, in the most insane comeback in the biggest game, this is a miracle I'm watching right now. So I'm just going to enjoy Tom Brady. I'm going to stop rooting against him. I didn't need another year from Tom Brady this year, but if he's going to keep playing, then that's what it is. I've never made it part of my career to predict when Tom Brady's going to retire. When he's ready to retire, he'll let us know. And I thought he let us know this offseason. <laughs> I was on the air doing my radio show. I was getting emotional. So I'm like, I was, this is crazy. Like, Tom Brady's really retired. I didn't even think this moment would ever come. Like, we just gave up talking about it because he, he kept playing. But the thing about this particular year, aside from the, you know, clunky offseason, is my question going into this year after he unretired was, what, what could happen this year that could change his legacy? I don't think he's going to be bad enough for us to remember him being bad. He'd have to be so bad, and that's not, that's not the case. 
And how good would he have to be for it to add anything to what we already say about it? I don't need another Super Bowl from Tom Brady. I don't need another MVP from Tom Brady. And I'm saying I as in we, the fans. Like, it's not going to change how we talk about him. So this year, I think we're just watching the last year of Tom Brady. And, and we have to just take that however we will because this is what the greatest player of all time is giving us. But this is not a year that's going to change his legacy for good or for worse, in my opinion. Shady, you played with Tom Brady. You won a Super Bowl with Tom Brady. You know him very well, as well as most people on television. Where do you stand as far as you worried about Tom Brady? Two and two, no excuses anymore. It's not the first year with the Bucks where you all started seven and five and you could attribute it to the fact that it's new. Yeah. Two and two, not looking elite. How you feel? I, I, I could never doubt Tom Brady. How dare you doubt Tom Brady? You brought up all these great players, and to the granted, granted them, they're great teams or great players. I'm sorry, great players. But Tom Brady just won a Super Bowl two years ago. Mm -hmm. Tom Brady last year led the league in yards and hey, touchdowns. He almost won MVP. Come on, this is so like 44, 45, 50 years old, whatever you want to, whatever you want to give him. It's Tom Brady. He's getting his guys back. The guys up front, they've been banged up. They're getting back. Mike Evans just came off suspension, right? He's back. Julio Jones, right? And then uh, Chris Godwin, guys have been banged up. He's getting the band back together. We cannot doubt Tom Brady. I, I can't even, like, imagine people get second-guessing him. But it's not about doubting him. Let me ask you this. Sheesh. He's won seven Super Bowls in, I believe, 21 or 22 years. Okay. For Tom Brady, it really is Super Bowl or bust. When you are that great, that is the expectation. So do you have that same level of confidence? Forget doubt. Okay. Do you have the same level of confidence that Tom Brady can actually achieve the one singular goal that he sets out to achieve every year. Yes, I have that same confidence I did two years ago, last year, and this year. They will figure it out. See, the problem is, I think, on the media side of things, is if you're if you're having a bad um, couple of games, couple of months, oh, throw them in the tank, throw them in the trash. No, this is football. You have the goods, you have the bads, you have the lows, you have the highs, you have all of that. My thing with Tom Brady is once they get rolling, we'll be saying, oh, Tom Brady's back. And all you have to do is just get a chance to get into the playoffs. Last year, the Super Bowl winner was the Rams at the fourth seed. Just get there. And once you get there, Tom Brady is Tom Brady in the playoffs, and y'all know the stats after that. I, com I completely agree with what you I, honestly, you're I think. You're a smart man if you believe if No, you I, think, I think you're both right to a degree. I'm not worried about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Like, it's a long season. You got time to sort this out. You've got that defense to lean on. I know they didn't play well against the Chiefs, but that's a good defense. The schedule is about to get so much easier. Like, you talk about how the Eagles have started their season and how it might not be that hard. Nobody's played a tougher first month mm -hmm. than Tampa. Opening at Dallas and that defense, then a Saints team that you've struggled to beat in the regular season the whole time Tom's been there, then Packers-Chiefs back-to-back. Find mm. me somebody that's been through more of a gauntlet than that. They ease up now playing Falcons, Steelers, Panthers. They're playing trash teams for the next three weeks. I think we'll feel better about the Bucs in three weeks than we do right now. Not worried about them. I'm worried about Tom Brady as a guy, though, for the reasons Emmanuel listed right there. Is what is going to make Tom Brady feel like, you know what, I can walk away happy. I can walk away feeling like I left on a high note. The only answer is a Super Bowl. Otherwise, what's he still doing here? He, he went to Tampa, won a Super Bowl without Bill Belichick, like answered all those questions. The most undeniable resume in sports, in my opinion. Like he's got a better resume for being the GOAT than Jordan to me. And he's still here. Is Tom Brady really going to feel good about 11-6 and six and losing in the <laughs> divisional round? Or if they come a field goal short in the NFC Championship game? Or even losing the Super Bowl? Like, 
Is he going to feel all right with that? Probably not. So that is a crazy amount of pressure to put on yourself of saying there is one outcome that is going to make me feel like I did this the right way. That is a rough spot to be, man. I don't love that. Joy, him. that's where I want to get to because, Shady, I said this in the offseason. The second a player utters the word retire, he's already retired. You know how it goes. It's such a long process mentally to get there. You cannot play football half-hearted. It's right. just too gruesome right. a game. The second you utter the word retire, you're already retired. Tom Brady retired, then he came back. Then on top of that, he had missed 11 days of camp for whatever reasons, extra personal reasons. We're not entirely sure of the details. So he retires. He misses 11 days of camp, and now he's back. And through the first month of, first month of ball, they are struggling. Right. How do you not look and say this is different than something Tom Brady's had to deal with? A retirement, an unretirement, 11-day yeah. hiatus. This is not the same, is it? I, I, I look at the teams, right, when, when it's a situation, I look at the teams. I look at the quarterback, the players around them, the injuries. And I think the, the biggest issue is not Tom Brady. 11, 11 days out of camp. Or 20 days out of camp. It doesn't matter. It's, it's, the, it's the, the injuries. That's their biggest concern. That's their biggest issue. It's not the player. It's not Tom Brady. He can miss a million days. He'll be all right. I want him as my quarterback. Right? Don't we all? So I'm just saying, give us guys some time. You just talked about it. The Chiefs? What was it? The Chiefs? The Chiefs and Packers. Chiefs Come on. Packers, back, yeah. back? Like, they can win or lose. That's a tough uh, schedule. Shady says the biggest issue is not Tom Brady. I wholeheartedly agree. But more often than not, Joy, Tom Brady has been the biggest solution to a plethora of issues. He's been the solution. Do you anticipate that this Tom Brady will continue to be the solution that the Bucs need amidst all their issues? Yeah, of course, because he has so much experience that he has seen mostly everything. Now, I agree with mm. you, this year is a little bit different, but... If I'm going to have faith in any particular player in the league, in league history, it's Tom Brady. The one thing I'll say about Tom, and, and this is uh, kind of piggybacking off of what Dave just said, is, is the legacy part of it. Like, when is Tom going to hang it up? Again, I've never made that a part of what I talk about because, uh, well, quite frankly, I don't care when, when, when he's ready to retire, he'll tell us. I don't see him as somebody who's going to be playing when he's not playing well which is to Shady's point. Right, he is I still agree. playing well. He was in the MVP conversation last year, and he won a Super Bowl the year before that. So I have faith that they'll get it back on track. When is it going to be done? Who knows? I will say about all of those greats that you mentioned, though, Jerry Rice, Emmett Smith, obviously Michael. Great. Uh, I forget who else you mentioned. Kareem. We don't remember those days. We don't talk about the, the days with the Wizards. We just don't. We're like, yeah, it was kind of disappointing. But when you think of Michael Jordan, you don't think of him in a Wizards jersey, okay? Unless you're just weird. You think of Michael Jordan as Michael Jordan. I don't right. think of Jerry Rice in a Seahawks jersey. Right. I think of Jerry Rice as being the greatest receiver of all time. But so the endings aren't as poetic as we would like, but they did it on their terms. And you guys know you have to leave it all out there. You have to, to leave it dry to walk away feeling whole about it. See, and Tommy's different. I, I think Joy Tommy's is different. I think Joy is right. I just don't like that because <laughs> I don't think athletes have to. Like, they choose to but to I their think own you have to be, I think you have to do what you have to do. We might not like it. We didn't like it that he went to the Wizards. We didn't like it that he went to the Seahawks. The we didn't like those things. But it wasn't about us. It's about what they need to do and able to, be, to feel at peace walking away from the game. Which, I mean, I, I, I don't want to put words in the mouths of, like, any great athletes, but I wonder how many of those guys would do that over again if they, like, if Michael Jordan could erase every image of him in a Wizards jersey <laughs> from the internet, would he do it? I feel like he probably would. Yeah, I'm sure. 
sure, but uh, like, <laughs> like, I'm like just saying. any of us, though, we can only make the best decision with the information sure. that we're equipped and, with at the time. Which, and, and I remember, though, Tommy is like, he just led the league in, in, in passing yards last year. Like, Jordan wasn't having a scoring title. Emmitt Smith didn't lead the league in rushing before he got to the Cardinals. It's, Tommy is still elite top five quarterback. That's why he's probably still playing. But I he, think when he, when he drops, he might say, you know what, oh, I can't throw a deep ball. I can't throw a tear out. It's time to go. But don't you think that's too far? I want like, oh, to get out of there before you ever have that drop. It's a, it's a possibility that they can win a Super Bowl this year. Possibility, right? Mm -hmm. They have a chance. These other guys don't have no chance. Just, just, in, just indulge me here. I'm not, I'm not saying this is what's going to happen. I'm not. But what if the Bucks? What if the offensive line doesn't really ever get together? What if they keep having these problems? What if they finish eight and nine? I'm being optimistic. I'm being optimistic. Okay, now. but I'm hold saying, up, like, what, what if in this scenario, like, what <laughs> if the Bucks finish not in the playoffs and Tom Brady, for the second time in his career as a starter, misses the playoffs at the age of 45? Like, how's that going to sit with him? I can't see it. I, I tend to agree with you, but you have to acknowledge that it's at least possible. I can't see it. 20, okay. 20 years He's made the playoffs, 19 of them. How is that? I can't I see just, it. I, it's, can it's, you, I, it breaks wait, my heart to that? think of Tom Brady having to confront that, that reality. I can't, but here's the reality I can see, Shady. Every other greatest that overstayed, it did not end well. So I'm not even looking at Tom Brady. I'm looking at Father Time. That's the one that's undefeated. You know what I'm saying? That's true. That's where that, I'm at. That's true. Like, when I think about it, Brett Favre had a concussion and never played again. Emmitt Smith still had 932 yards his last year in the league, but 932 for a guy that is rusher, 1,500, guy that's the all-time leading rusher, that's not all that impressive. So it's not that I can't see it, because I truly can't. But when I look at everybody else, I'm like, so dang, Tom, you just going to be the one. Not Jordan, not Emmitt, not Sweetness. Not you. It's just you, Tom. That's where I'm like, is it? We'll revisit this later on in the season, and I'm gonna say I told y'all Tom Brady will never count him out. I hope you do. I hope I hope you're right. <laughs> I hope you're right. Coming up, there are huge changes with the Pittsburgh Steelers, and you are going to want to know what did Mike Tomlin do? The great Mike Tomlin made a decision that might have us questioning him for the first time in his 15-year head coaching career. Come back next for that. See. We all live two lives, and this is a very interesting social life. Now, get this. A uh, French basketball player was hooping yesterday, and it went viral when an announcer was reading his last name. <laughs> oh, you fat with the three. Yes, I just said that. That's the man's name. Don't tweet at me. <laughs> Don't at me, bro. Oh, that's crazy right there. Yo, that's funny, man. I don't know what this is. That's funny, though. Which Hold down. Let me stop. <laughs> That was crazy, though. Whoa, crazy, though. Uh, <laughs> the announcer's doing his job. He's just doing his job. So you would have just, you going with, are you giving him a nickname? Or are you just, you just, you announced it? That's his name. That's his name. If he gets it's not a, a call him you fat. If he I'm gets like a big, fat. if he gets a big contract, would it be fat stacks? That's what I want to know. No? So many, it's, it's we yeah. gotta go. Yeah, you can go in different let's directions. Let's get back to the NFL. You can take it in a few directions. <laughs> oh, let's get back to the NFL. Steelers making huge changes, and I mean huge at the quarterback position. Mitch Trubisky is out as the starter. First-round pick, Kenny Pickett is in. Now, the Steelers are 1-3 to start the season, and Mike Tomlin, who has never had a losing season, looks like this might be the first. He said, quote, we decided to go to Kenny in the hope that he would provide us a spark. Where Kenny Pickett playing college? Pittsburgh. Where are you playing college? Pittsburgh. Talk about it then, 2-5. Uh, all, the, all the top best players go to Pittsburgh. Now, first of all, I I'll say this. I love the move. Y'all don't love the move? 
course. Like Trubisky, the, I, I love the he's been, Listen, if you're going to play like a rookie, then play the rookie. Trubisky was so conservative. Everything's check down, check down. And the first three weeks, the, the Steelers only let one thing in the NFL. Punts! <laughs> let my boy get in there and show his thing, man. Let him show us who he really is. Now, Joy, do you have an issue with how Tomlin handled it? Because Tomlin didn't start Kenny Pickett week one. And I know how you feel about starting your rookie QBs. He started Mitch. Do you have an issue with how it's been handled? Okay. So, I, I hate to question Mike Tomlin. But I, I don't – it's not just about Mike Tomlin. I – preach this all the time with young quarterbacks because I believe if you're drafted in the first round, you should start right away unless you're in a very unique situation like a Patrick Mahomes or a Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers or in this this year with Trey Lance in San Francisco because of the COVID situation and him not playing for as long as he had. But outside of that, you got to go. Every other first-round pick plays right away or is expected to contribute in some way in his rookie year. I think it messes up the timeline for when you get paid. I think it messes up development. And if you're sitting behind Mitch Trubisky for three weeks, three and a half weeks, what did you really learn? What did you learn? Nothing. You learned maybe what not to do. Okay, but it's not like you're really soaking up some sage knowledge saying they're holding a clipboard for three weeks. So it, it, whatever. It's, what's done is done now. But this is why I, I don't like this process. We've seen this all the time. Remember Tom Savage, uh, Bill O'Brien in Houston? Deshaun <laughs> yeah. Watson wasn't ready. A half a football. I guess he's ready because right. this is terrible. What right. happened with Nathan Peterman in, in Buffalo? You tell me Josh Allen was like all of a sudden ready? No. He threw five interceptions and we were like, all right, enough of this. He'll, he'll figure it out. Right. He'll be all right. That's exactly what happened here. He'd be all right. He's going to be better than this. And what happened? He threw three interceptions. Anyone who watched the game knows what those interceptions were. Two of them were the result of the wide receiver. And the last one was a Hail Mary. Whatever. Like, if you want to just read the stats. We don't have, we don't have wide receiver she's interceptions. No, she's right, though. though. But we don't have, like, drop receiver but, interceptions. Okay, but, but we're, we're, we're talking Eyeballs real football work. now. And yeah. we know that, that we know yeah. what actually happened in yeah. that. Okay? We know. And even if they were, even if they were three straight interceptions, I don't care because this is the situation that the Steelers are in, and this is why I preach this about young quarterbacks so much. You have grace. You have a rookie quarterback. This is the Steelers. They don't fire coaches. That's true. Like they are, this is a this is a steady organization. You have grace with the fans. You have grace with the ownership. You really have grace with the media. You got to find out what you have in Kenny but Pickett. But Joy, let me let me prod back, not poke back at you. Let me prod <laughs> back at you. The best quarterbacks in football right now, in no particular order: Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson. Uh, stop me if I miss one, but I think I got just about all of them. None of them started in their rookie years. I just said None that, though. So, to your point, if the greatest quarterbacks playing right now didn't start week one, not none of them didn't start, they all started their, except Brady, but if the greatest quarterbacks currently playing didn't start week one of their rookie year, I think there could have been a philosophy to this for several reasons. Number one, Mike Tomlin has cover. If you roll out there with Kenny Pickett and he's bad, you can't pull him for Mitch Trubisky. That's not an option. So if you roll out there with Mitch Trubisky and he's bad, insurance. You can put him in. Secondly, give Mitch Trubisky a good defense, 2018 Chicago Bears. He'll give you a good record. 12-4, and four, playoffs, Pro Bowl. Up until T.J. Watt got hurt, the Steelers was looking okay. Won that game, beat the Bengals, albeit the Bengals had all their little snafus, ah. but won the game. So I don't know if this is as much on a lack of quarterback as the Steelers' foundational principles of the defense aren't what they typically are. They're 0-7 without T.J. Watt. So it's not as though Kenny Pickett really is going to galvanize the defense. That's my small pushback. No quarterback that's currently playing started week one, day one. But all those situations year. were different. 
Absolutely. Aaron Rodgers didn't play for years, and he sat behind Brett a Favre. first ballot Hall of Famer. Patrick Holmes went to Andy Reid in Kansas City, who were uh, habitual playoff teams, and sat behind Alex Smith, who we all think is a, is a good quarterback. Like, that's somebody you could sit behind and learn, right? Mm -hmm. Josh Allen didn't play for how many games? Five, six? Six, six, seven. Six. Seven? He learned, he learned a lot in six games? No. Nathan Peterman threw five interceptions. <laughs> Tom Savage played a half. Okay, like these are these are not situations where they sat for an entire year to develop and learn behind Brett Favre, the, the, the Alex Smith. Those are not the same situations. So technically, yeah, they didn't start, but all of those situations are different and they got in for different reasons, mostly because the bridge starter wasn't good enough and they were like, whatever, let's get the rookie out there. To your point, though, you don't need Kenny Pickett to galvanize. What you need to, to do is develop Kenny Pickett. It's not about this year. For the Steelers. Now, Steelers fans might not want to hear that. Mike Tomlin probably doesn't want to hear that. And maybe other Steelers don't want to hear that. But that's just the truth. When you draft a rookie quarterback, when you're in a situation where you're moving off of your first ballot Hall of Famer, Ben Roethlisberger, you got to look for the future. This is the situation that you're in. So what do you, what do you have to lose? I'll be honest. I can't, I can't bring myself to care about that debate. Because like we, would, we would all agree... Kenny Pickett was going to play this year at some point, no right? Doubt. We no all doubt. agree with that. Maybe. That's, I mean, it, it's a reasonable expectation at the very least. First-round pick and Eventually. not a settled quarterback. The thing that bothers me about this is just I think it's a haphazard approach to doing this whole thing. It, it is fine with me if Mike Tomlin wanted to start Trubisky, in all honesty. Mike Tomlin is one of three coaches in the NFL that you are absolutely not going to question, at least for the next year or so. I mean, it's like Tomlin, Andy Reid, and Belichick in terms of like, whatever you say, Mike T, if you think Trubisky's the guy, go for it. And I, I was like, here comes Mike Tomlin. It's the Steelers. After that Browns game, week three, Thursday night football, he says definitively no. Definitively, no, we're not going to Kenny Pickett. We're going to keep doing Trubisky. Then halfway through the next game, he changes his mind. So clearly the leash was a lot shorter than Mike Tomlin wanted people to think it was because he changed his mind half of a game of football later. So not only do you deny Kenny Pickett the chance to get ready for an iffy Jets team, now, but this is the important part, y'all. What is coming up Bills. for the Pittsburgh Steelers? The Buffalo Bills, the Tampa Bay Bucks, the Miami Dolphins, and the Philadelphia Eagles. Mike Tomlin's throwing this guy into the meat grinder but because he didn't want to admit that they were going to make a change after the Thursday night football game. Like, they at the very least could have given Kenny Pickett a long weekend and a week of preparation and a whole game against the Jets, and instead they didn't do it. And now this dude's got to play like the best teams in the league. But truth be told, I like this approach, Shady, for this reason. Throw the schedule back up there if y'all can. I think that Mike Tomlin was probably trying to get through the bye week with Mitch Trubisky. Yeah. Let me get through the Bills. Let me get uh, through the Bucks. Let me get through the Dolphins. Let me get through the Eagles. Let me get through that gauntlet with Mitch Trubisky so that Kenny Pickett ain't got to take these lashes. You know what it is as a rookie. Joy makes a great point of, like, you want your rookie quarterbacks to learn. But I think what people under – not what I think. I know what people undersell in the NFL, confidence. Right. The difference between yeah. a great player and a good player is not tap. It's confidence. That's right. Throw Kenny Pickett out there if you want to. Let him have a Zach Wilson caliber year, a Sam Darnold year where he's seeing ghosts. Okay, Sam Darnold still ain't bounced back from yeah. that. Yeah. And Darnold was as talented a quarterback as we have seen as of late. If you watched him at all coming out of college, he was definitely more talented coming out of college than Kenny Pickett, and he still ain't recovered. So I think Mike Tomlin, in all of his wisdom, was trying to protect Kenny Pickett. But Do you again, agree with that? Well, sorry, I don't want to cut Shady off, but, like, that's my thing is, like, 
Mike Tomlin's won a Super Bowl and been to another one. He's never had a losing season. If that's what he wanted to do, do it. Yeah. What? Keep Trubisky because, in there. Why is Trubisky out now? If there's because. one guy who can just stick with Trubisky and and just deal with it, it's Mike Tomlin. And he gave up on that plan halfway into the next game. That's crazy. Like. I think the plan was probably to, hey, let Kenny pick that first-round draft pick. Let him learn. Let, yeah. let, let him learn the playbook, let him offense, et cetera. Watch your biscuit out there. But it probably got so bad that we had to change this plan, yeah. a detour. That's where I think. It got so bad. I mean, you, we watched the games. They got bad, That's bad. That's where I think. And now, now it's a, it's, it got so bad where my key players, right, are like, yo, man, like, what's up, coach? What's up? I, I, and and every, every team has, like, the, vet, the vets, the leaders, right, the captains, right? Yeah. yeah. They, and they have a meeting every week. And I'm sure that means, like, hey, coach, look, man, we got to go with the rookie, man, because he's not even giving us a chance to win. So that probably changed a little bit of things. Like, Andy Reid is big on having a quarterback, his rookie, watch, wait. He did it with all his quarterbacks. Yeah. Learn a little bit. But it's hard to learn from Trubisky when but they put in every point, week. That's my point, though. That's my point. Andy Reid had Alex Smith. Alex Smith was a good quarterback. Alex was okay. And, and, Let's not get crazy. He's okay. I'm not saying he's great, okay. but Alex Smith was a good quarterback. Alex Smith was a good quarterback. Depends who you ask. I mean, I'll ask the numbers and, and what, he, what he did in the league. But like and Andy Reid felt good enough with him to let Patrick Mahomes Okay, sit. Alex. Right, what are we arguing here then? Like, should Patrick Mahomes not have sat behind Alex Smith? No, I think it helped him out. I think he's good. He's nothing like Trubisky. He's good Correct. to learn from. So that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, there are people you yeah. can learn from and people yeah, right. that it doesn't make sense to learn from. And that's not even a diss to Mr. Trubisky. But it is, though. It is. They probably know he's be that bad. Thing, though, <laughs> exactly. I think you could learn something from a guy that's been to the playoffs twice and made a Pro Bowl once. Okay, but I didn't have a problem with them bringing in Mitch Trubisky before they drafted Kenny Pickett. My point is, Mike Tomlin's not going anywhere. This is a patient franchise. Right. The Steelers fans are like Bills fans. They're not bailing on everybody quick. That's just not the, where you go matters. That's why it was so tough for Tua in Miami. It's not a patient fan base. I know. It's, it's not a patient ownership. There's chaos down there all, constantly. You don't have that in Pittsburgh. So you could have made a definitive statement. Like, we're going with Mitch Trubisky. No matter what, Kenny's got a city year. Or why wouldn't you allow Kenny to prepare? I'm not saying that this was a mistake. I'm not saying it's going to end up like snowballing or whatever. And I also don't think that you can start, you, you have to ride with a rookie quarterback if he's struggling. Why can't you say, hey, rookie, we're going to start Mitch Trubisky this week. You've been struggling a for a question. couple weeks. Great question. And we got to stay here. Sorry, Heller. We got to stay here for a little longer because that's a great question. <laughs> because of the confidence. Sorry, Heller. Okay, you, can't, like, like, you can't roll in shady speak to this more than I, you can't roll a rookie quarterback out there and then bench him and then pull him Miami back did it. and then roll him back out. Yeah, and we saw what that has yeah. done to Tua or at least what that did to Tua. For, not even that. From a player perspective. Now is now I can actually just be from a player perspective. Don't put me out there. To, don't start me on the bench. Right. Then put me out there. Then bring me back on the bench. Then put me back you play, out Now you're playing with me. Now you're playing with my hand. Right, like, right. You love me or not. Just <laughs> right. tell me which one it is. <laughs> and I think it's like it was definitive for Mike Tomlin to all of our points until you start losing to the Jets. That changes how definitive you are about anything real quick. Coming up, enough talking about quarterbacks. We got to break out the panic meter because we're actually not done talking about quarterbacks. Just how panicked are we about some of the greatest playing right now? Kyler Murray, Matthew Stafford, Carson Wentz, Russell Wilson. Is it time to give up hope on a couple first ballot Hall of Famers? At least I'll see one. That's next. Peace.
Welcome back to Speak. This is my favorite topic of the day. Until the next topic. A number of quarterbacks have been balling in their career, but right now they're losing a little bit off the fastball, at least statistically, losing some of the hype. So we got to go through all five of the top guys that are struggling and give our levels of panic. There's low, there's medium, and there's high, depending on the quarterback. Let's start with Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz, he's one of only two quarterbacks, excuse me, he's one of only 10 quarterbacks to start 21 games over the last two seasons, but they're one and three right now. I'm a medium level of panic. Shady, where are you? I'm high, like the highest you can go, like all the way to the sky. This guy turns the ball over, <laughs> over and over again at Eagles losses. In the last 33 games, he has 37 turnovers. So whatever that meter is, all the way up there. I'm, I'm beyond the meter. I'm... <laughs> I'm in at the acceptance stage. I'm actually, you know what? I'm past the acceptance stage. I'm healed from Carson Wentz. Because mm. I've been right about this from the jump since that fake MVP season. Oh. Okay? Everybody just says he had an MVP season. He never won an MVP. And then his backup, who we know is not a good quarterback, came in and did what? Oh, I can't. Uh, one, two, one, two, one, two, one, two, one, two, one. Nick Foles is a good quarterback. Everybody's good now. Everybody's good. What has Nick Foles done since then? You want a Super Bowl, a Pro Bowl MVP? No, 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 no. We're not talking about Nick Foles. You want a Pro Bowl MVP? Well, Carson Wentz is Pat. I'm, I'm healed from Carson Wentz. I'm not having this conversation. High, medium, low. Uh, high, no, high. I'm low. No, I'm very low because, like, panic implies that I think the commanders can do something or that Carson went, like, I don't care. I'm not panicking because the commanders are terrible. They're, like, they're not even relevant to me. Did you watch that game the other day? So offensive. No, Carson, man, I'm I believe not in you. About, I love I'm not you. worried about Carson Wentz. Medium. And I trust He's a medium. You. Hey, let's move on to Kyler Murray. His Cardinals are two and two. Ups and downs. Taking the whole world on a roller coaster ride this season. Where I am with Kyler, incredibly highly panicked. Two five. Bro Roller coaster. I'm going to say medium. That's the problem. Sometimes he wants to play quarterback, third step drop, boom, he's, he's delivering the ball. And sometimes it's roller coaster. He's in the backfield going spinning and spinning around, going left, going right. You can't win like that. So it's medium. It's like some games he's playing quarterback, and some games he's not. So I'm at the medium. Where you at, Dre? Low. Nothing has ever changed about Kyler Murray. I don't know if everybody knows this. Kyler Murray's not going to get any taller. He's, <laughs> his growth plate is closed. This is what Kyler Murray it's is. Over. It's over. Like, yeah, I'm not getting any taller. Kyler Murray's not getting any taller. There's a reason he plays the way he's played. He's always played this way for that reason. He's extremely athletic. He can escape. Sometimes he does it too much. I would agree with you. He, he does need to cut it back a little bit. But how he's played, his size, all those things, that's always been the way he is. The one thing about Kyler Murray that keeps me from really worrying about it is that he's going to get DeAndre Hopkins back. Yep. And when he does, he is a different quarterback. His statistics are off the charts with and without him. So when they get him back, I think they're going to look like a different team. Yeah, he gets Hopkins. I'm, I'm, I'm medium because he gets Hopkins back. And, like, it can be a train wreck, but it can also be really good when he does his little – somebody on Twitter said he looks like a kid running around. He stole his parents' school, remote or something school, like that. Just... But it works sometimes. It does. He beat the Raiders because of it. So, like, it works sometimes. It's medium. It he gets Hopkins back. <laughs> okay, let's get to Matthew Stafford. He won the Super Bowl last year, one of the biggest names in all of the NFL. But he has more interceptions, America, with six. Then he does touchdown passes with only four. My uh, panic for him, very high. Shady? I'm going to say low. I, I think, yeah, Matthew Stafford just won a Super Bowl. It takes time. Look, look, what takes time? Uh, hold, hold, what saying, takes I'm, time? I'm saying for them, for them to get back right. They just lost Von Miller. <laughs> they have no pass He's not on offense. Well, oh, here, here, look what I'm saying. That matters now. That matters. It does. And then they, they need to find number two. Allen Robinson is like disappeared. Is anybody find him? Get a milk carton and say we're looking for him, right? Because we haven't found him yet. Hopefully they sign somebody. I've been hearing about Odell Beckham. You know, he potentially Maybe. may go back. So they just need one more weapon. He'll be okay. Low. And he got sacked seven times. Most 
quarterbacks lose in games when they get sacked seven times. And some of them were on him, but it was still a bad night. Uh, he threw 17 interceptions in the regular season last year. It was the most in the mm. NFL. He does this. He does Good this. Point. Give me some. Okay? He does, me he does throw me it to the other team. There is that. I will say, though, he needs to expand his relationships outside of Cooper Cup. That's yeah. what he does need to do. Be more polygamous. It's high. Yeah. It's high, and I don't even oh, care. I don't even care about the interceptions. He's been sacked 16 times through four games. He's been sacked seven times twice. The Bills did it to him, too. This offensive line is a problem, y'all. I'm going to keep saying it. I'm repeating myself, but if that doesn't get better, he's not either. I'm very panicked. Okay, keeping it rolling. Got to speed it up. I'm going with medium for the next quarterback, Russell Wilson. I am concerned. Not crazy concerned, but concerned nonetheless. Shady, where you I'm at? I'm not concerned. I'm going to say low. Low, low, low. I think Russ is Russ. He's going to start cooking. Last game was pretty good. A lot better than we're used to seeing. So he's doing good. No, it, it, it's, it's medium. I want to see them win a game because of the offense. Mm. They should beat the Colts convincingly, go out there and do it. It's medium. Get the spices out, the oils, whichever you got to do. <laughs> I don't have a good reason for this, but I say low. Like, I trust Russell Wilson. The defense is nice. Patrick Sertan's kind of turning into a star. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, he's like I think that, like there's, that. there's enough pieces there to lift them up, so I'm not really worried about it. Okay, ending it with Derek Carr. He got the best receiver in football, Devontae Adams, this year, but they are only one in three, the Las Vegas Raiders. I am a low level of panic because I think Carl turned it on 2 5. I'm going to say medium. I mean, I need to see some urgency. I got to see something. something because, yo, what are they, one in four? One and three. One and three. Clock's ticking. Come on, brother. Now, I like Derek Carr a lot. I thought he did an amazing job in chaos last year. I mean, he's had six different head coaches in nine years, so I'll give him some grace. But if you're one and three, I got to be at least a medium. Shady, they're not one and four yet, but they play the Chiefs on Monday night. <laughs> you're saying, That's what I was thinking. It's high. <laughs> it's high. I'm yeah, like, if they don't beat the Chiefs, like, who who has climbed out of a one and four hole in a division with the Chiefs? I'm I am panicking for the Well, Raiders. speaking of a squad that's not panicked at all, how about the Philadelphia Eagles rocking it four and zero? Oh, but if you want to be honest, they have the fourth easiest schedule in football oh thus God. far. So now the question is, how concerned? we about the Eagles given the lack of competition they played. That's next on Speak. It's going to get spicy, I promise. Fly, Eagles, fly. Y'all know what they say. Everything is perfect right now for the Philadelphia Eagles. 4-0, quarterback playing at an MVP caliber level. Defense is stout. Nick Sirianni coaching his tail off. However, the Eagles have the fourth easiest schedule thus far in the National Football League. Shady, I would be lying if I acted as though I didn't see the tweets, the comments, the captions, the posts saying the Eagles ain't played nobody, the Eagles ain't beat nobody, the Vikings, the Jags, the Commanders, the Lions, fourth easiest schedule in ball. How concerned are you about your Eagles given the fact they haven't faced any real competition? I'm not concerned about the Eagles or the haters on Twitter, on Instagram, or your thoughts hating on my boys. We winning games. We dominating. I, I, when the schedule comes out, I love the schedule, but I, I, we don't pick it. When you were a player and I was a player, we didn't, we didn't pick the schedule. We got the Cowboys this week, cool. We got the, the 49ers this week, cool. We beating on them. We don't worry about who, who we playing. Whoever you put in front of the Eagles, on defense, we're going to dominate. On offense, we're going to dominate. Just submit it, brother. We 4-0. We're going to be 5-0 soon, and we're the best team in the NFL. No question about that, Shady. Can't deny that. You can't. But what tweet that. But what you can accept is the truth. The truth. Let me take you back. Uh oh, here we go. Here 2014. We're on the same squad. Okay. We're sitting there on the Eagles, Joy Taylor. We are 9-3. We're rolling. 
about to walk into the playoffs. Went to the playoffs the year before. Second year head coach Chip Kelly. We rolling. Who was the who was the coach? Chip Kelly. Okay. Now you were okay. you were an NFL leading rusher under him. Calm down. So we rolling. <laughs> we faced the Seattle Seahawks at home. I'm thinking to myself, uh-oh. We ain't seen them boys out west yet. We beat the Jags. We beat the Commanders twice. We beat the Giants. We had beat the Cowboys. But them boys out west, they on something serious. They went to the Super Bowl last year. Seahawks come into the link, beat us 24 to 14. We don't go to the playoffs. We finish 10 and 6. They finish 11 and 5. They go to the Super Bowl, end up having one of the best teams of the decade. Okay. That is my concern for this Eagles. Mm -hmm. Like us in 2014, we hadn't played anybody. Right. So it looked real good through 12 weeks. Looked real good. Rolling. But we hadn't seen them boys out west yet. We saw them boys out west. They saw the Super Bowl. We didn't even see the playoffs. Do you have no concerns about this fate being that fate? No, I think, I think this team is, is coached better than we were coached back then, just being honest, right? <laughs> and I think that, like, they are more complete than us. If you look at our team, we had some, some stars. Stars. For offense. Defense was... Fletcher Cox was still there. I mean, yeah, yeah. Who Brandon else? Graham was who still else? there. Uh, yeah, who else? Demico Ryan. The corners we had. Uh, trash. Listen, I'm just being Lord. honest. The difference of yeah, this were, team, I haven't seen a, a, a team in the NFL to this date that's more complete than the Eagles. From defense to the front or to the front to the back. Offense to the front to the back. We are loaded. We are loaded. When you watch us, you see it. We can dominate on each level. To Joy. the front, to the front. <laughs> back, to the back, back, to the side. Hey. Back, to the side. Dip, Joy, dip. Okay. Hey. Sorry I agree that. with Shady. Uh, Eagle swag. I agree. I mean, look, this is an SEC football. You play who's on the schedule. It's all professionals. They're all coached by professionals. They all get paid to be there. They're all NFL players. But they're not all equal. Okay. So who's 4-0 who's besides the Eagles? No Nobody. One. So who's 3-1 that's more impressive than the Eagles? Great question. Bills. Okay. One, one loss to the Dolphins one. by three missed field goal, by two missed field goal. Can we go on? Let's, let's stay on the East. On the, uh, oh, on the NFC? The NFC. Let's the NFC, please. Yeah, I would it's say nobody's more impressive. I would say okay. as impressive, but okay. nobody's thank, more. Thank you. Good okay. question, Joy. So, uh, I mean, what, what am I supposed to poke holes in with the Eagles is the question. I can't look at their schedule and say that all these wins are useless. They beat a division team. They beat an, an Eagles team that's putting up that amount of points against everyone. They beat a Jacksonville team that we all think is more impressive than we thought they were going to be, and they certainly have at the very least a good defense. What's the other win? The Vikings. The Vikings beat the Packers who are the other good team in the NFC. Vikings 3-1. So, right, and the Vikings are 3-1. and one. So I'm not, I'm not concerned about the Eagles at this point. The only thing I would push back on with the, the, the story that you told is that is a whole season you're talking about. You're talking about 12 games, right? Mm -hmm. 12 games. We're in four games. When we get to that amount of body of work, then, and they You'll still know. haven't beaten yeah. anyone because we can really now see what those other teams are at that point in the season. Right now, we don't. We have how many teams that are two and two? We did it yesterday. We don't know if these teams are good or not. What we do know is that the Eagles are good because they're four and zero. Look at their schedule. When you're looking at their but schedule, what's a, what's a win on that schedule right now that right. you would be impressed with? Seriously. Green Bay. Cowboys as it stands now. Okay, okay. I mean, I'm not, like, we can make the same argument. And we, we might go undefeated. We can make the same argument. Hold on. We can make the same argument about the Cowboys, and it's even more of an indictment of the Cowboys because the, the Eagles are beating their opponents convincingly. The Cowboys are putting up <clears throat> okay offensive numbers and dominating on defense, which Philadelphia is also doing. So if you're looking at the schedule right now, what's okay. a win on that schedule that would make you say, okay, you know what? They're for real. To me, it's Green Bay because so, we'll know what can, Green Bay is. That's week 12. So that you're, 
I don't disagree with you. My point is, I'm truly going to be concerned about the Eagles for the long haul because I don't think they will be battle-tested. Dave, chime in because you've lived this literally every year with the Dallas Cowboys. You've seen 12-win seasons, 13-win seasons, a 12-win season last year, and 11-win season one of your first years there. You've lived through it, and they always fall short. Are you concerned about the Eagles? I'm just over here reliving 2014. Shady's talking about how bad y'all's corners were. Dez made sure of that. Dez got that. Dez gave y'all that, that work. The extra time in 2014. Work, huh? uh, no, I mean, like, I get your point. And, yes, like, this was a narrative all last year. Like, every time the Cowboys got a big win, it was, okay, but what are you doing against the playoff caliber teams? And to be honest with you, I kind of rolled my eyes. I was like, well, it's, it's the NFL. Like, you got to play who's in front of you. They didn't play well against an Arizona Cardinals team that made the playoffs. I mean, they got schooled by the 49ers, obviously. But every they lost to the Buccaneers in the season opener. Mm -hmm. Like, every time they got those opportunities, they did fall short. So I agree that maybe there's not a lot of opportunities to be battle-tested here. And maybe you would prefer it differently. Like, I mean, I think the 49ers last year getting into the playoffs, having slugged their way through the NFC West, beating the Rams on the last day of the regular season, that type of stuff does matter but what do you want the Eagles to do about it? I mean, like, like all, all they can do is play. I don't play. want them to do anything. I want you all to state if you are concerned I will or not. say I can, Eagles can't do nothing. No, you know what, what, what? The reason I'm not concerned is, A, like, to steal Shady's line, like, watching them play, watching the things that they can do. They've got a running game. If their quarterback keeps playing the way he's playing, they've got these type of receivers. Again, pass rush, that travels. Defense, that travels when you're talking about the playoffs. And then on top of that, I don't think you – you shouldn't forget the leadership on this team either. Mm -hmm. Jason Kelsey was there when they won the Super Fletcher Bowl. Cox. Fletcher Cox, Andrew Brandon Graham, Graham. Lane Johnson. Uh, even like <laughs> even a guy like A.J. Brown, who's new to the team, is not new to that. He's been on Titans teams. They were the number one seed in the playoffs last year. He knows what it's about. So I think there's a lot of reasons that they can fall back on that type of stuff. No, they probably won't be tested as much as you would prefer through the course of the season. But I'm not worried about them. Eagles have been incredibly exciting. But coming up, we got to talk about who's been the biggest disappointment this season, including who's been the biggest surprise. We're taking a look at the entirety of the NFL, talking about your favorite team next. Speak. Hey, Dave, can we put uh, back up there for disappointment or no? Four weeks into the NFL season, and we got a lot of positives, but some disappointments this far into the season. So let's kick it off with the disappointments first before we get to the surprises, and I will go first. My biggest disappointment, 2-5, is very, very, very simple. The Denver Broncos and Russell Wilson. Biggest mm. disappointment. I did not think this far into the season they would be 2-2, two two, but more importantly, I did not think that they would look this Bad. I'm so disappointed in how Russell Wilson has been playing. Who's your biggest disappointment? I'm going to go with um, I'm so disappointed in the Colts, right? I thought that they would be a playoff team. You, you get Matty Ice, you get Matt Ryan. Matty Ice? With, with one of the, the best rushing attacks they have in the league last year, and then they can't even win games. Yeah, bad. The, the, the Chiefs gave that game up, so I'm disappointed in them guys. I got to go outside of the Chiefs, the rest of the AFC West. So that includes, <laughs> that includes the Broncos and the Chargers and the Raiders. I mean, we were talking about this division like this was going to be fireworks yeah. every single weekend. Every weekend is going to be a playoff <laughs> game. It's terrible. Chargers rank 32nd in rushing. Broncos rank 30th in points scored. And Derek Carr is having one of the worst seasons of his career through these first four games. This is yeah. disappointing. 
You know how people say, I'm not mad, I'm just disappointed? <laughs> I'm mad at the Colts, man. Like I, I, And I'm mad at myself because I fall for this every year. Yeah, like, you were low-key wild about that. First it was Phillip Rivers. It's, <laughs> no, it's totally fair. It's totally fair. It was Phillip Rivers. Then it was Carson Wentz. Then it was Matt Ryan. It's like, oh, we're, we're good. We got this great offensive line. We're just going to plug a quarterback. I was high on the Colts, not just because I thought they were a good team, but they play in a weak division. Yeah. You, you're not gonna. It's not gonna be a playoff game every weekend. It's gonna be beat the Jags and go to the playoffs. Like that was my thought process. They're terrible. They got the highest paid offensive line in football and the leading rusher from last year. And they're out here averaging three and a half yards per carry. Wow. Matt Ryan's been sacked 15 times. You can't beat the Texans. They're not just disappointed. Like, the defense. degree, the degree to how good I thought they would be versus what they've put on tape through a month is mind-boggling. In their defense, they did not lose to the Texans. Yeah, they tied, which is worse. It is worse. Yeah, it Somebody's, is, yeah. It's like kissing your sister? Get out of here. Ties are worse. Whoa, I'd rather wait, lose. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait, wait, wait. You never heard that? Kiss your sister. No, where did they, where a tie is like Baton Rouge? A tie is yeah. like kissing your sister. Yeah. We don't say See, that where I'm from. Whatever. The point is, I'd rather <laughs> lose that? than tie. Joy knows. I'm not I, kissing I've, my I've sister. I've heard that saying, and I agree with you about ties. Yeah. I would rather lose than tie. Sister's off limits. So all of you, all right. All right, you gotta Ooh. keep coming. Oh, like, oh. So, so you're saying you, you're saying you'd rather? How would it? How would I put this? Not kiss your sister. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. All right, I'll leave the southern idioms out of it. <laughs> I guess. I'm sorry. <laughs> Whatever that was, leave that. The Colts are Whatever. very disappointing, and it bums me out. How about that? That's better. Yeah. That's how about better. that? Much better. Okay. Let's get to the biggest surprises besides whatever he just said. Uh, biggest surprise of the season: the Broncos. Again, Dang. because I'm surprised that they suck. Yeah. Like, it's so surprising. <laughs> They're two and two, bad. my guy. No. They're two and two. You got Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson did not leave Seattle for this. Geno Smith is out statistically Russ performing. Oh. Russell Wilson. Now, yeah, I said it. <laughs> I said it. I'm surprised at how bad they are. It's hurting my heart. Who are you surprised by? Um, I'm surprised with the Cowboys. All right? Seriously. Cooper Rush. I'm surprised about this guy. We all talked about how they had to get a quarterback once Dak got hurt, right? Even though Dak only gave you 100 yards, um, no touchdowns, and a pick the first game. Sorry. But <laughs> everybody's in like panic mode. Oh, my God, we got to get a quarterback. And then Cooper Rush show. has been balling. No turnovers, which all backups do. So I'm surprised about, the, about, about Cooper. I also have the Cowboys, especially after okay. they looked, how they looked after. Told you her vibe was right today. I told but you. Wow. but oh, my, my vibes were centered. Uh, you know, Mercury and retrograde, retrograde is over anyway. Mercury? So, yeah. You know, live with Litz and Sage, got centered. It's the Cowboys. Look, we talked bad about the Cowboys before the season started. Let's not all forget. We broke down yeah, how no, bad we real. thought this Cowboys team was going to be. So yeah. the fact that they're 3-1 and one and they don't have Dak out there, you've got to be surprised. I'm just going to, like, my lane from now on is just going to be, like, I'm going to be the guy that talks about the AFC South because I'm impressed with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Like, I didn't see that coming at all, just in the sense of, if you look at the AFC, again, the AFC West, and, and you got the Bills, and you got the Bengals coming off the Super Bowl, and the Ravens, and Lamar, and all this. Nobody was talking about the Jags, the Jets, and the Texans. They were just like, we can pass on this until next year. Like, they just don't matter. And that's not true. Trevor Lawrence is a former number one overall pick. He's played like it in three of the four games, honestly. And if he doesn't turn the ball over so many times against the Eagles, maybe he gets but they, that win. they are only two and two. 
The like Broncos are only two and two. But two and two in the sense of they lost to the Commanders. They lost. Uh, they lost to the Eagles. Good loss. Lost to the Commanders. Are you that surprised that by one, the Jags? Though. I'm surprised that I want to watch them play football in October. There we go. How about that? I like that. Their okay. defense is nice. Trevor Lawrence is playing well. I think Doug Peterson's part of it too because I trust him. I trust that he knows what he's doing. I'm not saying they're going to get to the Super Bowl. But I went into the season thinking, like, I don't need to know anything about the Jacksonville Jaguars. Mm-hmm. And that's – it's not true. Also, so, also, most of the league is 2-2 two two right now. Yeah, true. 15 right. teams. Y'all both said the Cowboys, but outside of Cooper Rush, because Cooper Rush is the biggest surprise probably in the National Football League this year being 3-0. and Outside of Cooper Rush, Joy, I'll come to you in a second. Shady, what's the most surprising thing to you about the Dallas Cowboys? How, how they're playing so well. Right? You have a backup quarterback and everybody was panicking, and now they're playing well. They like a good team. When I watch them play each and every week, especially with Cooper Rush at the quarterback, they look comfortable. They look motivated. They, to me, right? They look more motivated with Cooper Rush than they do with Dak. And that is so surprising, and I love to see that. He, you, you, didn't, you didn't say outside of Cooper Rush. I said outside of Cooper, Cooper Rush, Rush, and he worked Cooper Rush. <laughs> it's like literally every answer. I'm just saying, I'm just keeping it real. No, you know what I said? Dallas is just okay, basically. I have- <laughs> I have to say, uh, I have to split it between Mike McCarthy and the wide receiving core. We had a lot of questions about what the wide receiving core was going to do. And maybe that is is Cooper Rush, Rush, but I'm going to give it to them as well. They still got to catch it. We had some questions about how they were going to be able to step up. They had a lot of injuries. And again, Mike McCarthy was getting asked about his job before the season started and they're now 3-1 and one with the backup quarterback, so he deserves some credit. I'm going to see her receiving core and raise her Noah Brown because CeeDee Lamb, to me, has been okay this season, but Noah Brown has been crazy surprising. Where do you stand? You know the Cowboys better than anybody. Biggest surprise for them. I just... CeeDee Lamb had the worst drop of the season on a ball from Cooper Rush, Shady. Uh, Makes like you want to kiss your sister? They're, they're, playing, they're oh. playing better. I think I figured it out, too. They're they playing play. harder for Cooper Rush. Like, it's, yeah. it's, it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. No, the thing, I think the thing that I'm most impressed about with the Cowboys outside of how well Cooper Rush is playing is how well their offensive line has played. Mm, when you point. consider you lose yeah. Tyron Smith before the season, you lose Connor McGovern in week one, Tyler Smith, he was raw coming in. People were worried he's going to get get worked. The That's offensive line has been, I'm not going to say it's been dominant, but it's been nice. And honestly, that in itself is a win. Joy? So I think you would, like, it, it's a tie. Like, you got to kiss, but you kiss your sister. So it's like. Right. There you know we go. Oh, I, I thought you played bad. You kiss your sister. I I don't you know. know. You're saying, like, like you're like, oh, I like, kissed like somebody, but it was my sister. sister. Yeah. And that's what a tie is like. I think so I figured I'd rather lose that a loss. Yeah, it's like a loss, but you got a kiss. It's just a but thing that a football coach said like 50 years ago. Sister. You don't need right, to worry about it. We gotta get the break. We'll figure out what oh exactly that means. I think it makes. I mean, it makes sense when to me. When we come yeah, back, but first, how about Bobby Wagner responding to uh, a protester that he Boom. laid out during that primetime game that we it's all actually, saw? Apparently, it's a lawsuit. What was he works. protesting? I don't even no idea. It's a girl. Yo, before we let y'all go, y'all have to see this. Remember, Bobby Wagner laid out the streaker on the field, I guess the legend streaker. Bobby Wagner said today he's more focused on whether the security guard who got hurt uh, was okay as, a port- as opposed to the report that the protester has filed a police report. Joy, you have thoughts on this one. I can't stand this. First of all, you ever run on the field, you're corny for life. It's not funny. It's not cool. People are crazy out here. I don't have no problem with a player doing this. You never know what people are going to do. Come up on me and find out. Should they go to jail for this, though? Yes. They do go to jail. They do go to jail. They need to do more time. They already do go to jail. Bye. Play Super Games. I hate when they do that. Play Super Prizes. Play that Super Prizes.
Great stuff. Find out. Is what it is. Don't go kiss your sister.